Okay. Okay, so everyone, today is the 16th day of Mar Cheshvon. We're continuing in the Sefer Eshbech Lefon of Sichi, and we are finishing chapter 26. That is entitled, Mahena Matlaos, What Are Considered Excuses? And this is going to be the last installment on the section of Claims and Excuses Against the Kodesh Baruch Hu. And that is part of what the Hispotidus is about, very important part. And we've explained the last two sessions, what's the excuses over here? And we said the excuses are not meant to take away responsibility, but the excuses are meant to focus on the source of your problem that you are obliged to take care of. And this will be followed up more in the next chapter of seeing the good in a person. But basically, when you're looking at that excuse, and that excuse is saying to you that I recognize this excuse, it's not a good excuse, and I deserve to be punished, but I will deal with removing that excuse from my life and to make a protest against it. And is it the excuse or the cause that... No, that, that it, the ex, well, I can't go back and explain everything. Okay, so okay, the, okay. The, the excuses, the guy says, listen, you know, what do you want from me? My father beat me when I was young. Okay, that's still not an excuse. You still have to be controlling your behavior. But what you, when you're giving the excuse, you mean to say, but that's the real source of the problem, not me. So I got to deal, because me, I'm in the Shema Torah, I don't want to sit. I got the power that wants to be close to Hashem. But the Yetzirah, through the, through, through the father that beats you up, produces a, a force that wants to take you away from Hashem. So notwithstanding all the excuses, you still have to stand up, stand up to it. So now what you did was you're focusing on what you hate and what you want to get rid of, and that shouldn't be part of you. So that's your, you're isolating the excuse that doesn't make your crime any less but it gives you a, a way to protest against it and say, now I want to get rid of it. And then the action plan is, how do I get rid of the negative factor that that produced in me? And therefore we say at the end that this force that holds you back is really part of the force that moves you forward as well. Because if you wouldn't have recognized the force that holds you back, you wouldn't have uh, used the force to get you closer that much stronger. And now he's going to give a beautiful mushal to this. And the mushal really will make a lot of sense. The mushal is a little bit outdated, but uh, it's still there. But Osa Halach, in that halacha, brings Rabbi Nosan, maybe mushal nifla, he gives a wondrous analogy to make the idea clear. And what is it? A morishaos, a watch, a timepiece, hasha'on. Like it was in the old days, not today. Because now everything's electronic, watch all these things. It would work through a cupids. What's a cupids? A sprintsina, meaning a coil. A coil. It's made from a piece of metal, a rucha long, fitzara and narrow. So you take a, a, a coil and you wind it. You wind it up. So now what's the nature of the coil that's wound up? It wants to unwind and expand. Okay. Now, 
as a barzal as a machnisin letoch miskeres, we take this piece of metal and we put it into a, uh, a, a, a confined area. Now you wind up that spring. It gets real tight, so it's stuck really good to the axle that it's going around. Okay, that's what you're doing when you're winding the watch. You're, you know, of course, there's a bunch of gears, tons of gears over here that make it happen. But at the end of the day, when you wind it, you're tightening that Coil. Mm-hmm. Now, what does the coil want to do? Now, the coil wants to unwind as fast as possible, but it's not able to. Why? Because Achmonim says, but it's prevented. Through different uh, wheels uh, uh, that are connected one to another. That it can only unwind a little, because as it as as the force wants to unwind, it hits something that holds it back and only lets it move a drop, and then it wants to unwind again, and only moves a drop. Every opening when it wants to unwind, he shniachas is one second. after sixty seconds. The, now the whole apparatus moves one minute or one section. etc. etc. Okay, so now Reish Pedal. Then he's and if you reflect on this, was that nearer? What if you didn't have all those other uh, uh, wheels and things? Yes. Gears. And let the coil do what it wants. So what would it do? It would now open up according to the force that wants it to expand. And what would be the result? You would not have a watch. Just a piece of metal. And what if, okay, that's if it's totally released. What if it's able to release, not in a minute, in a second, but quickly. What if it's, it's able to open up and fast? Then I reassure you, Mar, you're gonna watch that's fast, too fast. Actually, you get no benefit from it at all. So now so what is the activity rate of the, the watch? It's made in a way. You have two contradictory forces working at the same time. You have the four stats holding it back. Those are the wheels that are holding back the metal from opening as it would wish. On the other hand, but the coil itself has a great desire to open. It's very hard, but it moves, but slowly. And understand good from this marshal. It's very interesting, you know, why Hashem had us invent a watch. And it was, and it's not just a watch, you know, there were uh, there were t- ways of telling time before that, that also through water, and it'd be the same idea. The water wants to flow, you hold the water back. 
The same idea, why did God have man go through that process of inventing it? The answer is because that's the whole point. The whole point of the watch is not to tell time. <laughs> the whole point of the watch was to give us Musr. Hashem, you know, why did it, you know, because we see that now a watch works totally different. So why didn't Hashem give us the knowledge to make the watch the, the right way the first time? And so Hashem wanted for hundreds of years for us to look at how a watch is made and to understand it's exactly how our cells work. It's interesting, very interesting. I'm just thinking the, uh, the a, a watch comes to tell time. It comes to tell the sha'ah. Sha'ah, to, to, to know what hour it is. That's why it's called a sha'on. A watch is called a sha'on, which literally means an hour identifier. <laughs> that's what the exact, that's what a watch is. It's interesting, the word sha'ah also in a verb means to turn. For example, when, when Cain and Hevel brought their korbanos, it said, and Hashem sha'ah, he turned to Hevel's korban. And to Cain's, he did not turn. So the idea of a sha'ah means to make a turn. So, you know, that, so you see there's a, a connection there because just like the watch, you know, you've got to choose to turn to Hashem. So that's, that time is meant to have us turn to Hashem as time passes. But you see, it's complicated. You can't, if the, if, you know, you want, let me tell the time as fast as possible. It doesn't work that way. Growth is slow. You know what they say, when you want the time to go fast, so you look at the clock, it doesn't seem to ever move. If you don't look at the clock, it seems to fly. So what's going on? You're looking at the watch, it's going slow. It's meant to go slow. Our growth is meant to go slow. The growth is not meant to go fast. A fast growth does not give you time to assimilate the realities of that new existence and you will not be able to live up to it it's got to be very slow very consistent with a plan and that's how your day goes just like the seconds and the minutes and the hours are methodically charted out but they don't go by too fast you know why didn't Hashem make time go fast why why aren't things on a faster pace you know why can't, you know, the fact that when I want to do something, you know, it moves only so fast. Hashem could have made it, we go fast. Hashem made it, we go in fast motion. But we need time to absorb. Things are meant to go slow. Growth is meant to be slow. And for every moment you want to go forward, but there's a force that says, but not so fast. And that's an important idea. And therefore, that force that holds you back, without that force holding you back, you couldn't tell time. Without that force that's holding you back, you could not tell where you are in your life exactly and where you want to go. Go too fast. You know, you, you take a secular Jew, say, okay, let's bring him right to the Shabbos table, right to Shal Shudas in the dark. He's going to run out. You got it because there's too much force against you. Just you're just putting him in a reality he can't exist in, and you're not able to tell the time. So therefore, if that force that holds him back is necessary force, not even an evil force. 
And the other day, if you recognize it for what it is, these things along the way that hold you back, it's constantly saying, don't go too fast. Don't go too fast. You've got to do this slowly. And therefore, although you say, I don't want this, because certainly you don't want the clock not to work. You don't want your timepiece to not work. You don't want it, that, that gear to be so strong that it doesn't go back and allow the, the spring to go forward, right? What happens is the thing that holds back then steps aside for a, a, half, a little second. So the thing can move ahead a second and then comes back in to, to shut it. So you, you, you're saying, I don't like the fact that it holds me back, but let's look at, it's gonna be a reality for quite a while. And guess what? When it won't hold me back anymore, then the next gear that will take me to the next level will hold me back. There's always, it's, it's a lifelong pursuit of growth. And it could take you a year or two to achieve a certain level. And then another year or two for another level. And we keep going level to level to level. And that's the way it's meant to be. And therefore we have to recognize the force that's holding back, reject it and protest and say, I don't want to be held back, but I will not look at it even though it is something I don't identify with because I want to get close to Hashem, but I understand why Hashem is putting this stumbling block in my life and I will learn from the stumbling block and I'll have to work hard to push past that idea to the point that I'm ready to tackle the next gear that's holding me back. And that's the beautiful lesson of the watch because there's so many gears. One to another, to another, to another, to another. That's all what's holding you back. So therefore, Imken comes out, if you reflect near it, it will appear as follows. You really can't say that the things that hold you back are really ultimately forces that don't allow you to go forward. That it's bad. I'm afraid of the holding back. You're going to say, no. This thing is only doesn't let me get to the goal. That's wrong. I don't know the opposite. Without that force, also also there'll be no gold to the to the piece of metal. Piece of metal just unwinds in one shot, and you can't tell time anymore. There's no gold to that. You know, you know when that happens? When you die. <laughs> when you die, you don't got to tell time. Time doesn't move anymore. Then it's able to open completely. When you're alive, there's always this tension, but it's a good tension. Because this wonderful utensil is called a watch, a timepiece. It's that we hold back that force to move forward. It just doesn't go unrestrained. But on the other hand, it doesn't stop you from wanting to reach the full power of the force to come close to Hashem. The wanting is strong. It's such a beautiful way he's announcing. You look at that spring. If you could talk to the spring. Well, Mr. Springer, how do you feel? I feel all wound up. I'm all wound up. I just want to explode. 
And I try every time I try to explode and the thing holds me and I only can move an inch. So what is that saying? It's saying that really your neshama is exploding to get close to Hashem. You got to recognize that you can't go too fast. You go too fast, what happens? You leave this world. If you totally want to connect to Hashem, then your neshama would, you know, it just leaves you. And that's sort of what the story was with, the name was slipping my mind now, when it said the 10 generations from Adam to Hanoch. Uh, Hanoch was taken early, too early, because he, he wanted to go so fast. So he says, go, go, but you're going you're gonna to be gone. Not even have you. They're supposed to take it slow. Oh, we're going to bring the firebrand right there. So what really, what really happened to them? Their neshamas just exploded. And the timepiece had no use anymore. Arsini, the same thing. Every Jew died after the first, after the second. He said, take it easy. Take it easy. So we got to welcome those challenges. So whatever the challenge is, let's say the guy's incredibly lazy incredibly lazy and every day it's a fight to come to shul gets up puts the snooze alarm once twice three times he's always coming late to shul but he wants to be in shul on time he wants to the spring is wants to come but god gave him a certain mechanism that's holding him back so now that his mission is to keep wanting and to keep wanting and to keep wanting till you're able to overcome that and to be able to come on time, right? And, and so much reward for you having to overcome that, that overcoming it and the struggle and the combat, that itself brings you closer to Hashem. But, you know, or, you know, it could be the spring just breaks. Now, I'm not an expert in watch repair, so I don't know, but watch it, the old time watches did break. And usually the problem was the spring. So, it, so what, why did the watch stop? The spring broke. Now, it could have broke. I, I don't really know, but the spring could break where the spring could just have, gets worn out that it doesn't want to expand anymore. If it doesn't want to expand anymore, so what's it saying? I'm very happy that the thing is holding me back. It's usually dirt that stops it. Okay, dirt that stops. Okay, very good, very good. It's even better. Thank you. You've enhanced the marshal. So the dirt, all this nourish chitin, doesn't allow you to want your springs. You got to clean it out. So what happens? Now, if you talk to the spring, we're interviewing the spring. And we say, Mr. Spring, it doesn't look like you want to expand anymore. Why not? Eh, I don't want, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not interested. Why aren't you interested? You used to be interested. I know, but that was when I was a kid. Now I'm older. I'm not interested. Well, why? Oh, look at all the dirt that's there. Look at all those Averos. And you're, you're, you're happy. I'm happy with my retirement. I'm retired from working. I don't have to. I'm tired of pushing. I'd rather just sit and let the dirt keep me in one place. That's Chuva. So what's Chuva? Chuva, what's happening on Yom Kippur? Chum takes the spring out of the watch cleans out the spring and I'll put the spring back in. Oh, I want to expand again. And I got the struggles 
again. So that, that really is what it's about. And we have to appreciate the struggles. The Baal is saying, oh, I wish, I wish I could know the entire Torah today. It's not going to happen. And if you're going to try to do that, you're going to be disappointed and you're going to stop working. And then you're going to pick up other dirts that you don't want. So therefore we must, you know, ev everything in this world has a purpose. Even the power to hold you back has a purpose because it creates such a desire to push. You have to push hard. You have to keep pushing. And that pushing also brings you closer to Hashem because that's that wanting to get close to Hashem. That's what it is. So really, at the end of the day, the force that holds you back is the force that gets you to push so hard. Plumber. Even you can only open a little, little bit. Till it can totally open. Like after a day. Think about it. You did have to rewind the watch, didn't you? Why? The spring sprung. It gave all it had. It gave it all it had. And now it, it's, there's no more energy to push out anymore. So then what do you do? Got to wind it. Uh, so if you want it to totally open up, you have to fight. The whole 24 hours it's fighting to expand, to expand. How many times? Well, 60 times 60 times 60. Mm -hmm. So whatever that is, tens of thousands of seconds. Shiyosim pa'amim bedaka kaful shishim pa'amim. That's what we said. Habaris also said the, the, the metal does its job that many times. The dafka ideas and that dafka is the way hunasa klimufla becomes a wonderful timepiece. I have no idea, you know, there used to be certain brands of timepieces that were like the top of the line, like, like Schaffhausen and others. I have no idea why. I don't know why the, the precision, you know, precision, whatever, whatever, like, I don't know, but, you know, it would be worthwhile to look more research into it because, but this is the muscle of who we are. So now if you just take the muscle a little further, so now you're spending a whole day fighting your Yetzirah. That's what you're doing. You're pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing. You know, you do, you do one nice, you know, davening. So you have Kavana for a few lines. Then the Yetzirah stop having Kavana. So you have to push. Don't you think during Shachris for an hour you have to push? Don't you feel tired after davening? If you're working hard to have Kavana. Don't you have to push? You're pushing. There's a force that's saying just blank out. Think of other things. You got to push. You got to push. You got to push. And now we have to come and learn. We have to push to learn. And when you're eating, you have to push how to eat properly and not like a concert. Only get pushing and pushing and pushing. And guess what? At the end of the day, if you've done a good job, you're finished. You have no kayak to push anymore. So what happens? So Hashem naturally, as you're tired, you go to sleep. Now, when you go to sleep, what's happening when you go to sleep? You know what's happening? Hashem is winding the spring. Hashem is winding the spring so that you now are able to have enough strength to keep pushing for another day. You see what's happening. And therefore you say, thank you for winding up my spring. Okay. Now, on the other hand, 
What happens if you wind a spring that's dirty? It's a, it's, even with the winding, it's, it it, it's not working for whatever reason. I, maybe the tension is there, but the ability to move is there. I'm not exactly sure. We'd have to do a little more research to fill the marshal completely. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to know when it breaks, you know, how you fix it. But already fixed, that's chuba. That's chuba. So this is, a, and it's interesting because people do look at their watches often. Yeah. I've stopped. You know why? Because I don't wear it anymore. <laughs> I decided. No watch. No, 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 no watch. Yet. Only only in the shul next to my shul. Because yeah. I have to pace myself to know when I could be on time for Borchu. That's the only reason. Otherwise, I wouldn't need a watch either. So, but it's interesting. You know, you know, you know when you know how often you look at a watch? When you don't have your watch on. And you keep looking oh, yeah. at you, you keep looking at your wrist. You look at your wrist like 25 times. You don't realize it's so automatic. You're looking at your watch. Why are you looking at your watch? Because really you're looking at yourself. That's what's supposed to happen. So that's the beautiful marshal over here that you got to realize it's it's and it's just so there. And what the point is, don't hate yourself. Don't hate the part of yourself that's holding you back. You can make a protest. You could say, this that's holding me back isn't really me, but it's an external force that's making me work harder to identify the real me. The real me is the, is the spring that's tight, that wants to expand. That's the real me. The real me is in a show that wants to get close to Hashem. It wants to explode and come to Hashem. But Hashem knows that that's not good for me. Do it too fast. So Hashem builds in something that holds me back and therefore I'm going to have to work much harder. Now, the muscle always is never 100% perfect. But we could add one more point. The idea of isometric exercises. Okay, isometric exercises. Those are for people who don't have a lot of space. And what do you do? The way we understand it, you take your hand, for example, or you like 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 this. Take your two hands and push against each other, and you're pushing, and you're pushing, and you're pushing, and you ain't getting anywhere. But you know those muscles are getting strong. So imagine an isometric exercise that after you push for a minute, you know one hand is able to get a little further. And then the other one goes a little further, you know. So that point is, but it's getting stronger. The fact you've been pushing gets struck, even though if you didn't know about the concept, if you didn't have any scientific background, you see this guy doing this for an hour a day. What are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm strengthening myself. Shite, you're doing nothing. Not, <laughs> now, if at least this hand went further, I could see you're doing something. <laughs> but nothing is not moving. But if you're really doing it good, see what's happening? My hand is shaking. Shaking. Why? Because it's resistance and the resistance gets resistance. And when the resistance gets resistance, all of a sudden somewhere over here, something's happening. And then when there'll be no resistance and a burglar comes, I can punch him in the nose (laughs) and knock him out. Because now that was such a strong hand because of all that resistance. Or the same idea as when you're lifting weights. Lifting weights. 
start off with a five pound weight, 10 pound weight, 50, 20, 30. And it's that resistance that's forcing the muscle. Why is Hashem doing that? To realize that's a, a muscle. Also, there's so many Mishalim in life to understand exactly what's happening with ourselves. And you can say, well, I don't want to exercise. It, it's boring. It's boring. I'm not getting anywhere. Yeah, but when that, when that uh, Ganif comes to your house and you're able to punch him in the nose and knock him out, boy, oh boy, were you happy you did that. Right? So that, that's what he's telling us. And therefore, don't be angry at the resistance. Now, resistance comes in many forms. And these are the excuses we're talking about. These are the excuses. You're saying, Hashem, I, I really want to be better, but look at this thing's holding me back. So, you, you know, you don't want to identify with the thing that's holding you back so much that you don't move. What if the spring says, you know what, I'm pretty happy not moving. Well, that's not good because now you're not working. You got to say, oh, I really wish I could go faster. I really wish I could go faster. I really wish I could just leave this world and connect to you, Hashem. That's what I really want. And I'm working hard on that feeling. But that thing is resisting, not letting me give that all. So I don't really like it, but I understand what its purpose is for. I don't identify with it, but I understand what its purpose is for. And therefore, I'll keep pushing against it. So therefore, I'll be able to be who I am. But you see, obviously, at a certain point, you have to start not letting that force hold you back at all. Remember, you got to get past one gear until you get to the next gear. He says levels, it's levels of growth. So therefore, this, this, and this way you can have a good sense of self-esteem. You're saying, well, you know, I, I, I've said, I have such a desire for covet. It holds me back from doing things in the same Shemaim. I have to keep fighting the covet. Good, keep fighting the covet, keep fighting the covet. And, and you're going to show how much you love Hashem, and you're going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And then one day, because remember, at the end of the day, you will leave this world. And then all those things will be taken away. And then you'll be able to do exactly what you want to do. But if you don't deal with it, you don't look at that, that means your watch will break, and, you, and you're happy with a broken watch. Okay, we'll leave it at that, because we ended the chapter, and next week we'll begin with the Nakuda Stavos. So uh, enjoy your watch. <laughs> it's a beautiful most. Yes, you can say it over at the Shabbos table. Excuses. You can recognize the excuse, but you, you got to overcome it. Okay. Where is, oh, here it is. Okay, we'll stop the recording.